0: And welcome to Quilt Achieviot's Female Financial View podcast, your monthly insight into the topic and trends that are relevant to women trying to navigate the world of finance. So you don't miss future episodes, be sure to hit the follow button on whatever streaming platform you are listening on, or by following QCFemale Financial View on LinkedIn. I'm your host, Vanessa Eve, Investment Manager based in our Leeds office. And this week, I am pleased to be joined by our guest speaker, Olivia Stefanino, author of The Money Types guidebook and creator of The Money Types Emotional Profiling System. Now, Olivia has been working in the world of business for nearly three decades, initially as a journalist and subsequently as a speaker, executive coach and leadership trainer. Now, we've had the pleasure of having Olivia speak at our Conversations That Matter webinar series in the past, and I'm delighted to have her as our first guest speaker, as we always have an absolute blast when we work together. So good morning, Olivia.
1: Hi, ah, you're right. We have a blast. And I sense that we're going to have another blast today. Absolutely, absolutely. So
0: I think before we get into too much detail on the money type system itself, first and foremost, I think that there are many people who will be listening in today that have dreamed about writing a book. So my first real question for yourself today is what made you decide to write the money types book in the first place?
1: I think the Money Times decided they wanted to come out in a book, so they did. <laughs> As it happens, I was a journalist before, so, I, you know, writing comes fairly naturally, and it is my second book. But when the Money Times um, started to kind of come into real life, it was about giving them a platform. And I think when you've got a book, it kind of, it, it's a container, isn't it? So it's somewhere that people can go, can access it. A lot of the information, actually, I shared for free on my website, because I really wanted to make sure that people could tap into it and that money would never be an issue. But interestingly, people seem to not find their way around websites when there's a lot of information, and and it just became easier to say, hey, here's here's a book. So I just sat down and I put it together, as you do when you write a book. And yeah, it's fun writing a book. Who am I kidding? It's fun when you've written a book. That's much more to the point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd imagine a lot of hard work going into it, but wonderful to see that that end result. Absolutely, yeah. You've
1: nailed it in one. You've nailed it in one.
0: fantastic and and I, I think as well because I I have read your book it is absolutely fascinating and and I think what what really resonated was the fact that you know I I would read about these different money types and and I'd really resonate with with certain ones but how did you even come up with the different money types to begin with? It's
1: a strange story, and thanks for those kind words. I'll take every compliment that I can get for it because <laughs> I, I don't actually feel that the money types are mine. I feel more like they're custodian, really, or they're kind of ambassador. so it's all for them. Uh, strange, actually, my, uh, my now husband, although he wasn't then, um, was going to be doing a talk um, for a group. And, and I know it's what we do, isn't it? But I, I'm not sure that everybody was going, yay, pensions and ISIS. let's have a talk about that. And it just seemed like it would be an interesting thing to uh, just get some buzz in the room. And I thought, I'll just put a little quiz together and see what happens. And then halfway through, I suddenly found that I was just writing all of this stuff, a little description for each one. This kind of quiz questions came through. You know, when you do your own stuff, you start thinking, yeah, maybe it could be better, this, that and the other. But it, it just felt, this is really kind of, this is quite good and this is not, it's coming from me, not through me. So it's almost as if I downloaded it. I think Simon, my husband now says, you know, it's like you downloaded it from the universe in 20 minutes, but actually it was based on probably two or three decades of work and study and all the rest of it. But it just kind of came together that's all I can say it sounds a bit woo woo but it's the truth so there we go I'm a peddler in truth and common sense so it's lucky
0: (laughs) and 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 I think that's what that's what I absolutely love about you you know you're you're honest you're open this is who you are and and this is what you're about and and I think as well this is what sort of resonated so much for myself because as a as an investment manager we have lots of boxes that we need to tick and it's very methodical and it's very strategic And, and that's right because when we're dealing with with people's money, we have to be methodical, we have to be logical, we have to be strategic. But I think what was really interesting about the book is it's very much based on emotions, on personalities, on, on character traits, and, and I think this is something that sometimes gets a little bit lost when people are looking at investments, because they almost see it as a very logical thing, you know, you invest in something, so long as you do the research behind it, it, it will go up, and if we do our research properly, we will get out, and, and the, the investments will go down, but markets just like individuals we are we're not logical we are also driven by emotions and and i think that's what was so fascinating about the money types profiles and and i i guess is there a, a, a sort of strong money types profile that each individual has and and when they formulate a money type is that a fixed thing or is it something that can change
1: over time I love your enthusiasm I love all the questions and I want to say also I think how can we leave emotions out of money what's the money for the money surely is about having the most freedom the most sort of joy in life really because it's it's really kind of supporting life so I think um, leaving my, um, the emotions out of money would be a really kind of a big sort of uh, mistake and wealth really is about sort of how much freedom you have isn't it how much joy in life you have not how many zeros you have in the bank although the zeros can support that so it's the heart and science of money I think is really important. And I Definitely. just do I do kind of wonder whether the whole kind of sector of, of finance was kind of put together or predicated more on the kind of the more masculine or traditionally masculine attributes of, of what I would call the architect of my system but that kind of as you say that strategic but kind of um logical and repeat kind of systemized way of thinking. Um, which is great if you're somebody that started off incrementally and you put a little bit aside. But actually some – I've often found that it's women that approach it in a very different way. Women don't have the same – necessarily the same um, salaries or the same – not the same salaries, but they kind of might have taken time out. They don't have the same income coming in in the same way that those traditional incremental methods – suit if that makes sense so sometimes we need to find a different way and it's no good i I mean women are great at relationships men are great at relationships but women that's our kind of stock and trade in many ways as well so by creating a relationship with money which the money types enables us to do then we start to um, have a completely different conversation because i'm sure you've seen a lot of people also that kind of they switch off if it's not ticking the bit that really kind of um illuminates their way of thinking it doesn't speak their language and that's what the money understanding people's money times so you can then understand how people process their thinking and speak to them and connect to them engage with them in their particular time so that you kind of got them on board and i do think that men lose out when women don't understand where we're at in terms of finances so I think everybody you know has a better lot in life if you like if we can uh, have women having that kind of financial education that I don't think we have the right to lose out on so I love what you're doing and I really support it (laughs) amazingly so starting to sound like fangirl now you had a, a question as well around that which was tell me the last question again it was a so, so it was it was
0: basically about, you know, how, how do we understand our own money type and, and how do we integrate that into what we're effectively doing, um, you know, when we're connecting with
1: individuals? Well, I think, you know, there are six money types. We've got the pharaoh, we've got the magician, we've got the joker, we've got the angel, we've got the architect and the prisoner. Everybody will come out probably with one or two as their primary ones. And then you'll have um, some that are kind of secondary. They're all equal. They all have equal value. They all have equal gifts and talents kind of that bring to the party. However, I should also point out that they have a a light side and a shadow side. So um, it's how you're playing out, how they're playing out for you and also how you're using them. Um, So, you know, my architect, for example, isn't the strongest. But if I surround myself with people who've got a high architect, well, hey, then, you know, I, I get what I need to get done without having to do it myself. Would it help if I explained a little bit about each one?
0: I I think that would be really good because I think that would help people understand where they might fit into their particular money types because it almost goes back to your point when you're in a client meeting and you can see that sort of clash between uh, particularly couples in terms of what drives and motivates them. So again, it goes back to your point of those uh, instances where people glaze over, but then they light up when you resonate. So I think going through each of the money types in brief, understanding what they mean Could really help some of the listeners in terms of going, actually, that sounds like
1: me. Or it sounds like the other person. (laughs) Indeed. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Quite funny, actually, because sometimes you have people go, well, it doesn't sound like me. And the other person's going, oh, yes, it does. (laughs) Particularly when there's the shadow side playing out. So uh, I'll very briefly go through them anyway. So the pharaoh is the one that um, kind of sets the scene, sets the boundaries, decides how things are going to be around here. Has a longer um, sort of strategic approach, if you like, and probably will be more kind of involved with legacy, with a sense of how things can unfold for the family over the years. Um, The pharaoh also is the one that takes sometimes the harder decisions, even if they're not particularly palatable. So the pharaohs, literally in the ancient times, used to set aside grain um, for the following seven years, even if the people were saying, but we want donuts now. No, they actually knew that they needed to put money aside to make sure that there would always be enough to be looked after. So that is that pharaoh in its light side. In its shadow side, and I'm sure we've all come across people who have um, delivered on that, that can be quite sort of um, almost on that sort of narcissistic spectrum. It's, you know, all about me. I'm right. You're wrong. Do what I say. Um, and because particularly as women, I've noticed because we tend to go, oh, I don't want to be like that. We push that away and don't step into that pharaoh. But the pharaoh is the key to our financial sovereignty. Um, so it's kind of important that we start to embrace that. Um, then the magician um, is the creative one, it spots the opportunities, it decides, um, you know, to all, oh, it kind of sees things that beyond kind of almost beyond the 3D. So it sees the opportunity, it sees how things could be. Um, and they're often very, very good at creating or you know putting the magic, sort of the rabbit out of the hat. Even when everybody else says it's impossible. The magician finds a way around it and thrives on that, <laughs> which can also lead into its shadow sometimes because you can almost pride yourself on pulling the rabbit out of the hat and then creating problems for yourself so that you're always the hero that comes in and solves them high magicians are also in their shadow side not great communicators because it's so blindingly obvious in their own head which bit don't other people get and so they don't always <laughs> communicate that very clearly and you can see where their arguments might kind of come from from there um let then we move on to the joker the the joker is the one that kind of engages people that is almost the salesperson, if you like, the influencer, the person that um, gets people excited and is charismatic and inspirational. And they're often the ones that kind of engage other people with a message and get the message out there. And they're the ones that also have fun. They're the ones that are going to make sure that you have as much life and experience packed into your life rather than being terribly serious and just getting on with, um, with work. That wouldn't be so much fun, would it? But the shadow side of the joker, it can also be, yeah, I'll leave it till tomorrow, mañana, I'm half Spanish, I can say that. So it's always about the, <laughs> the leaving stuff off tomorrow, procrastination, not quite getting things done, oops. And often, um, you know, the joker in the shadow side will put its own hand in its pocket to pay for other people because it just wants to go out and have a fun time and they can attract quite a few hangers-on if they're not careful. So we move on to the angel then. The angel is the one that loves to help everyone else and make sure that everything, kind of the nurturing, make sure that everyone is looked after, that they get what they need. And angels give, and they give, and they give. And everybody loves them and wants to have an angel around because the angel will do anything until it gets into its shadow side and then starts thinking, hang on, I'm the one that's giving here and giving more, but I'm just being taken from. And often you can find that women who have given and given and given then get to a place in life when they realize there's not going to be enough for them. And you can find that some mm. resentment starts to kick in as they don't have enough to do what they want to do. And they also have thought, if I look after others, then they will look after me. That's not what always happens. Because yeah. People think, you know what, if you, um I wouldn't be doing what I didn't want to do. So you must have wanted to do that. So why do I owe you anything? So there's that kind of um, struggle there that comes out on that shadow side. Um, And then we move on to the architect. The architect is the logical, incremental, systemized way of thinking. And um, it will always look at the detail and make, you know, because the devil is in the detail and make sure that things are right and that can be repeatable and there's a logic behind it. Um, but in the shadow side, they can be a little bit pernickety and can micromanage and just make sure that um yeah, that other people can feel that there's somebody kind of raining on their parade in a way, because well, you haven't, you know, you write a whole book and then somebody points out, but but you've le- you've left a full stop out here and you think. <laughs> get that vision. That's happened, <laughs> and then you come on to the prisoner. the The prisoner actually is an interesting one because when it plays out, it's often the victim. Oh, whatever I do, it's not going to get any better. Nothing makes any difference. It's all hopeless. But actually, on its other side, there is the liberator side to it as well, which is enough already. I'm not having this. We need to do things differently, so it can it can actually highlight for you what you're tolerating and what you've had enough of and what needs to change. So that's your potted history of them all
0: and it, and it is absolutely fascinating. I love that there are positives and negatives to each of those money types and you know when listening to you just now that there's definitely that sort of balance. It's almost as you say embracing the positives but being careful not to go too far into the shadow side of things. And and certainly something as a as a woman when I was reading this book I was very concerned about being the right money type (laughs) (laughs) and 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 it it was it was really a sort of interesting process because there was almost that part of me that's like oh i i hope that i am coming out with the the right sort of money type the correct one which I, i i don't know whether that's something that that you have found but when when you've guided people through their money types is there such a, a thing as a better or worse money type? Because I, I have to admit, like you you sort of mentioned, for example, the prisoner, and, and I've, I've been brave enough to take the money types um, process. So, so we'll go through my scores in a minute, which was interesting, but I, I definitely did not resonate with the prisoner and, and found it quite sort of, no, I definitely don't want to be that person. Have you found that there is a, a sort of better or worse money type or do people feel like they, they almost don't, aren't open about who they truly are because they feel that they should be, for example, a magician or a, an angel or an architect?
1: Well, the um, the quiz itself, the questions, the thirty questions, don't reveal what you would be until after you've um, you've you've completed it, and that's really careful, so that uh, so that or deliberate rather, so that you are not influenced by the oh, I fancy being an angel or a magician. when, I mean, you know, hands up, who wants to be the prisoner? But the point about it is that it almost creates a bit of a journey for you. Um, so there is no such thing as a right thing, because we all have you know all of them in our charts, if you like. Um, But we may have higher or lower scores. So it depends on how you pull on each one to achieve what you want to achieve. So if you are a high architect person and low magician, you're probably not going to want to Um, get into something that's kind of entrepreneurial because it would just be too overwhelming. But if you're somebody who's got a high magician and a high architect, then you're actually in a really good position to be able to see what, what, what can be achieved, what could be achieved, what opportunities are out there, and also to put in place a system that would make it happen. So the idea is to understand yourself and to know what you can best bring to the world really and where your value lies and then if you know that you've got some weak areas then either you can develop those or you can start to work pull other people in the team around you that have got the bits that you haven't so that you kind of create a balance so they're not saying this is who you are and you're in you're stuck with it i see it more as a kind of a board of directors i think it was napoleon hill wasn't it that talked about that years ago about getting uh how what the book was now but it was a kind of one of those um brilliant things and the aim of it was that you have a board of directors that you can call on. So sometimes if I, you know, if I need to get into invoicing mode, I will either hand that over to my accountant or I will actually say, OK, I need to bring my architect. I'll put my architect's hat on. It's not a hat I normally wear, but I will start. You know, I just want to be my logical cold, not cold even, but my logical self. For me, it, it feels cold because it's not what I naturally do. It's not who I am in terms of the work that I do. Yeah. but I need to get into that space to do that work. So I can call on that and actually having some logic, having some process in place is not a bad thing, is it? It gets stuff done. Then we start to embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely why didn't somebody tell me
0: <laughs> absolutely and and I think actually that's a really important point to to draw out because I think uh, a lot of people and women in particular are almost afraid to be their authentic selves because they they have a perception an outlook of how they should be and it even sort of comes through in in sort of client meetings that we have where women feel that they should understand all the markets they should understand what is happening and if they don't understand it then that's a failing on their part um whereas we often have to remind them you know we've done years of education to understand markets and so actually it's okay for you not to understand it and this is why you are seeking out professional help um so I I, I think the authenticity of being your true self is incredibly important and that's something that I found really really fascinating about the book so I suppose this is a an interesting <laughs> segue <laughs> Into where I'm going to be very open in terms of, of my scoring. So I, I I will list out the scores and and uh, lead you nicely, Olivia, into um, analyzing me, which is quite a
1: terrifying <laughs> That's prospect, brave, isn't it? That's, right. <laughs> That's
0: the power. The <laughs> power. But but my my scores, such as they are. So my top score actually came out as a, a magician at at thirteen. I am a pharaoh as my next top score is ten an angel at 10, an architect at nine, a joker at two, and a prisoner at zero. So a a very
1: strong, strong leaning towards uh, seemingly an entrepreneurial side. Well, indeed, it's an interesting one, actually, because I think you're in the ideal role. And I think you're in the ideal, it's so easy to go. It sounds a bit sick baggy, doesn't it? But you're in the ideal role for what you're setting out to achieve. And I don't just mean the day job, because what I sense is that you are looking to make a a kind of kind of an old used word, isn't it? But a paradigm shift for how women approach money and how profession of money approaches women and that's the important thing and that's what you're spearheading and that's where your pharaoh comes in and your magician is seeing the opportunity your pharaoh is is taking the lead and saying okay I've got this I can see where this could be I know where this needs to be I am going to build the empire for this okay if nobody else can see it I can see it and that's the magician that's coming out you're I'm a woman you're on, I'm a woman on a mission <laughs> you're a woman on a mission and brilliantly, your your architect is going to help you get there because it's going to have some systems and some logic in place and it will know what help to pull in on. And you and you will also know that you can't do it all on your own. Your angel wants to help your angel is doing it for a purpose other than one that is self-serving so somebody with a high pharaoh and a low angel might be doing it all for the power the glory and all the rest of it but that that just so doesn't come off you anyway but <laughs> but your pharaoh is doing it for the highest outcome for everyone not for yourself and that makes a massive amount of difference because people want to step in and kind of and help you there. Um so that's all on its kind of positive side. Interesting that you've got a two for a joker. How can you have a sense of humor and have a two for a joker? <laughs> kind of I wonder whether there is an opportunity to allow yourself some breathing space some time out some time for more fun some time, some kind of balanced time in there as well I suspect that you're somebody that's absolutely focused on the mission now and it may just be about bringing in some kind of um, sort of what they call it self-care as you go along and remember to enjoy the journey as you're going along because often when we're high pharaoh high magician we're so focused on the future that we don't get to always experience the now and the joker is very much in the now so enjoy that journey and enjoy the people around you and enjoy every success that you've got because it's really easy to be focused on what you want to achieve and then okay next without actually ever kind of going hey that was really cool what did i get out of that does that kind of resonate it it, it does and, and it is absolutely fascinating
0: and, and as, as sort of scary as it is to be analyzed it's really interesting to actually have that brief synopsis and I, I think it'd be really really great for our listeners to to know that actually um if you'd like to find out your own money type profile you can actually do this for free at Olivia's website so that's www.oliviastefanino.com and I would really recommend um signing up for Olivia's special report Um, I've certainly found it fascinating to have you sort of briefly go through um, what I'm all about Uh, and I think helping yourself to understand who you are and your relationship with money and and how that all interlinks is, is absolutely crucial because in some areas it can really hold us back but in others if we understand how our relationship with money is formed it can actually push us forward in a really really meaningful way and I think the the other sort of area conscious of time that it would be really great to touch upon because we very much focused on the individual and the book itself is very much focused on the individual but you've also briefly said that whilst understanding your own money type is really important, um, it's also useful to understand how those profiles play out in relationships. And obviously a lot of the the clients that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, it's not just one person, it is various different couples, it's partners, it's parents and children. So there's lots of dynamics playing out. So I I suppose, how do you navigate this with the people that you work with? Because it's not just about your typical, sort of husband and wife spousal relationships it's also you know intergenerational wealth and and parents understanding that the priorities for their children is completely different
1: I think that is such a good question. And I think what the money types do is they help you understand people as to who they are as an individual. So if you've got somebody who is a pharaoh, for example, they want to receive information in an interest, in an interesting way, but in a way that actually feels like it's valuable. And so if you're somebody who is there, I don't know, sort of working with or alongside a high architect, the architect would want to feel that there's value for money and that money hasn't been wasted. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, so so the pharaoh wants to see the glossy brochure. The architect would probably rather that you actually saved a tree and sent it on email. So it's about understanding what's kind of important to those two. The joker would be delighted if you'd like to buy them lunch with that. So yeah, <laughs> the, joker, the joker wants to um, to have the experience um, and to have the experience of life and to have the colour and the kind of the chat around it all, whereas somebody who is higher architect will want to see the logic and go through all the figures and go all through the figures again and make sure that the figures have gone have been gone through properly, possibly even for a third time. Often you'll find, or certainly with the people that I've worked with, is that you've got one that's kind of high, um, possibly male actually, and I don't want to get stereotypical, but, but I will for the purposes of this particular conversation. If the male is sort of higher architect or higher pharaoh and the woman has a higher magician, angel, joker, the man dominates the conversation and she's just sidelined from it and yeah. we've got you know i've worked with some clients and he's going i've got too much money i don't, you know i can't even spend it all i'm getting richer and richer with it and actually his wife holds the answers because she wants to go out and have some fun and he would have a better life too if he would listen to her so i think it's you know great financial planning as you so well know is about making sure that you get as much life as you can as yeah. well as the kind of investments what's the money for so it's about understanding how people approach money and what's important to them and speaking in their language. So jokers want to have information given to them in a short, sharp way. Um, Angels want to know that it's going to, how they're going to help other people. So if you tell an angel that, you know, you're going to just get richer and richer with this, well, that, that makes them feel cut off and isolated and lonely. They want to feel that they're integrated with the work that they're doing or the money that's coming in. How can that help others? If you've got somebody who's high angel they will always be trying to help everybody else in the family or their spouse and the and the one that's earned it particularly you know if it happens to be a he who's felt he's put a lot of time and effort into it may be feeling well actually i want to have some more um more to show for it because they like to feel that you know how much money they've got represents their own value which is and and thing. and that's
0: and that's the fascinating thing i think everything that you've said here today it's about finding that balance it's about finding what's right for those individuals because it's not going to be exactly the same for everyone and it's about embracing the light and and not going too far to the dark so I I think that is absolutely fascinating so Olivia thank you so much for those great insights and um to all of you today for listening um we do hope that you enjoyed our discussion um today and we'd love to hear from you our listeners so please review the show now wherever you're listening and share it on your socials and tag us at quilt achieve it Um, it's also incredibly important for us to understand what you our listeners would like for us to cover so if there are topics or areas within the world of finance that you do want to understand more about please do get in touch and let us know Now, to make sure you don't miss a future episode, tap on the subscribe button. We will be back next month speaking with our very own Amisha Cohen, Head of Quilt Achieviet's Small Cap Strategy, but also our Inclusivity and Diversity Officer, where we will be exploring the importance of bringing women into the financial conversation, so what we've touched upon very much today, um, from a client perspective, but also about bringing more women into the financial services industry in the first place so that it actually better represents who we look after. In the meantime, do head over to our website at www.quiltachieviot.com, where you can visit our Women and Investing Hub for our latest news, industry insights and upcoming events and webinars. So that is it for today. Thank you so much, Olivia, for the fascinating insight into the money types and, uh, dare I say, the insights into my own money types uh, being shared publicly. And to all of you today for listening. See you next time.